What's up, guys? Welcome back to the wrap up. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Dave's psychodrama. Um, before we start, I'm um, just going to go around and talk about what we listen to. So, start off with you, Johnny. What have you been up to this week? Um, nothing much really. I've been quite busy in terms of uh, exams and whatnot, so I haven't really had that much time to listen to the many new things. I listened to, I would say, half of that. Is it Code of the Friend album? that was put out yesterday oh, yeah. um and i enjoyed it quite a lot so i'll probably listen to the full thing i just didn't have enough time to do it um i haven't i hadn't really heard of him before i hadn't heard of him before so i uh now i enjoyed i couldn't tell you what tracks or which but um i enjoyed it and i uh listened to a few releases from irish artists as well and uh names of those tracks aren't coming to me either and then I just went back to old albums, including the the one we're doing this week, it's, uh, Psychodrama for Dave. But I, I didn't really get enough time to to fully go into many tracks, unfortunately. What about you, Kaylin? Uh Yeah, just touching on that Code of Friends album. Uh, it's called Everything. Really, really good. Uh, it's a really easy listen. Um, just some, I know you were studying, so you could just even put that on in the background. It's nice to listen to. He released a couple of them as singles. I don't know if you listened to any Alex as well. BQE, the one with Joey Badass and Bass or Bass even. Uh, it's pretty. Yeah, good that, um, track. yeah, I heard that track. It's that's that's pretty good. Yeah, um, it's actually probably one of the weaker tracks on it. I think some of the other ones are a bit better. Um, as well as that, he has a few singles before that that I liked. I know he's an independent artist, but he's he's really good. And then, yeah, I listened. To, I actually went back and listened to some old Vince as well. I was listening to Summertime 06 and uh, Big Fish Terry. Quality project. Uh, yeah, so Summertime good. 06 so, so is good, a banger. Big Fish Terry is so good too. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so that was pretty much me for the week besides Psychodrama. So I enjoyed all three. Sick, man. Yeah, for myself, um, I heard that album as well, but I didn't really give, I wasn't really intentionally listening to, so I don't really, I can't really say I listened to that project because it's very hard, you know, when you're like just listening in the background. Yeah kind of not really appreciate as much so maybe like i might start i might listen to it like in the, in the, over the next couple of days and have a better kind of overview of it um for me personally i listened to um oceans in montana since we did the the weekly roundup this week on that buddy pretty good project really fun summary vibe even though we can't go outside or anything kind of you can you, you can imagine that you're outside you know <laughs> um also i think I, I suggested this in the chat that um ivan um Ivan Av project called Double Goodbyes. I Norwegian rapper randomly just bumped bumped like bumped into him on Spotify. That's very random. And <laughs> very random. And yeah, it was just it was, like I really enjoyed the project. Very just jazzy, kind of jazz hip hop kind of stuff. Um also I think I sent this in the chat as well. The Maliki track. Um Cave is a Cavalier Cavalier. Cavalier. Yeah. Yeah. That that was an intro. Like that was a nice track. Um, and also Toby, one of my mates, released a track called Barcelona, kind of an R and B vibe. Thought it was good as well. And also went back to Alicia Keys. Uh, went to her album called Here. So that's what I've been up to. Just a bit of everything: hip hop, kind of jazz, hip hop, and then R and B, and then just Irish hip hop. So kind of a variety of things. Covered your um, basis, man. What'd you say? He covered your basis there. And he didn't go to American country, so I think he's he needs to up his game. Toby's <laughs> <laughs> um, track's pretty good though. I enjoyed it. No, it's good. It's good. Good vibe. Yeah. Just yeah, chill. Definitely. You know. Um, anyways, we'll jump in. So 
um, give a bit of background about our boy Dave. Um, so Dave's full name is Dave um, Orobasa Amerji, I think. Sorry, Dave, if I butchered your name there. Um, he's also known as Santa and Dave. He was born in Brixton, London. Um, he was the youngest of three sons, born of Nigerian parents. Um, he's actually been active since 2015, um, which is crazy because like he's only 21, I think turning 22 next month. But it's mad like what he's achieved so far. Like he's won a Brit Award, won a Mercury Prize, um, and has a couple of, has had a couple of nominations as well for his just some of his some of his tracks and his his projects so far. Um, so he actually debuted with he actually debuted on this kind of um, platform called Black Box back in 2015. I think age 16, he'd released a track like a, like kind of like an audio, I think like a rap kind of thing called um, Midsummer Night. And then he had a couple of freestyles on SPTV and Charlie Slot in 2015, 2016. And then he released his first EP called Six Path, um, which is a five track EP. And one of the tracks of that actually um, called One Wanna Know. Um, Drake actually remixed that and I think that's when he really catapulted and a lot of us kind of heard about him since after that track he also is known for there's actually a track called Tiago Silva which I really enjoy one of my favorite Dave tracks ever with um, um, AJ Tracy which was out in 2016 and then in 2017 he released his first kind of sorry his second project his kind of I think I think this is the one I really listened to more than the last project gave this one a chance I thought it was really good some good tracks on there called Game Over and he has a he has kind of released a couple of singles, Question Time, which was you could say controversial in a way. And then he had um, another track called No Words, fe- featuring Mostak, which was a sick song, kind of of good kind of Afrobeat kind of bounce to it. And he's all he's had other singles. Then in 2017 with Samantha, and then he had Hangman, and then Funky Friday. Then in 2018, um, he's had a major collaborations. Artists such as Stormzy, Burna, Burna Boy, Avelino, Mostak, J-Hus, and just like just to name a few. But yeah, um, pretty much like that's that's like that's what Dave's about. He's only he's only twenty one, which is crazy. He's done all this stuff in such such a very short space of time, and he's just achieved a lot so far. But um, we'll kick we'll kick kick things off um, with the first track here called Psycho. Um, what do you guys think of this and? Yeah, like what do you guys think of Dave in general? Um, I'll start with you, Kaylin. Yeah, yeah, big uh, big Dave fan. Uh, just touching on, I know you said he's 21, birthday next month. We actually have the same birthday. I'm just a year, I'm just a year older. Uh, <laughs> Man, okay. what, what have you done? Time, <laughs> <laughs> patience, bro, patience. Uh, that sound cloud career is going to kick. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so... Big fan of Dave, big fan. Uh, leading up to this album, obviously, I had high expectations. He's just, like, for his age, he shows a lot of maturity. Like, I don't think it comes across that he's young in his lyrics or anything, or his delivery or anything like that. But mm. um, although it is, I suppose it is, like, seen as a debut album, the others might be seen as mixtapes, but this, uh, it's a really strong project. Um, the producer as well for Psychodrama, who, well, for most of the tracks, Fraser Smith. He's mm. big name as well for English hip hop. I know he started off in different genres of music, like he worked with Adele and Sam Smith, but since that he's worked with Kano, uh, Stormzy, uh, Tinchy Strider, a few other names. So sick, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's he's cool. big name. He actually it was the last two Stormzy albums he worked on. So, and then Adele, he got Grammys for all three. I'm pretty sure. So Damn. yeah, he 
kind of a big influence for Dave coming into this, I think. As well as that, you actually you've probably seen his performance at the Brits for Black. Have mm. you seen that? Yeah, uh, Fraser Smith is the guy who comes out and plays the piano with him. Okay, that's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, so obviously he helped a lot with this album, and uh, yeah, I think. Well, going into that, I'll let Johnny talk a bit about Dave before I talk about the first track, anyways. Yeah, I um, agree with everything you said, really. Uh, it was probably around the same time, Alex, you said you started listening to him that I did whenever he released uh, that single 100 M's and then the Game Over EP as uh, when I started listening to him a lot. And back then, like the, he had a couple of projects, but there wasn't that much you could actually find. So uh, whenever this album dropped, it was pretty exciting because everything he'd released before was up to scratch, especially for a new artist. And mm. whenever, I don't know, whenever you listen to someone for the first time and nothing lets you down, you expect big things. And then, I don't know, Psychodrama definitely delivered for it. Um, it was one of my favorite albums from last year. Um, yeah, and then I, I only realized what age he was a few months ago as well. And then it does makes you feel great about yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm telling one you. Way, one way I'll say it. And um, I'm going to be throwing this paper around that I get from Minute next week. <laughs> <laughs> that's my life summed up um but no it's it is good like uh, what you said he's very mature for his age he, he he probably did like buy into that kind of rapper lifestyle initially when he started getting it but realized pretty quickly evident from this album that it wasn't for him um and kind of takes a very mature stance on it and yeah i don't i don't know if that was enjoyable i thought a lot of people could relate so Mm. Yeah, like I like the way, like I don't know, I like the way, but like I actually forgot about Hundred M's. That track was banged, man. Damn, that track was a banger. Like trying to remember, remember. I'm actually, I, I want to listen to that after this <laughs> sick track. <laughs> but um, we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get stuck in. Um, Caleb, what do you think of Psycho, the first track? Uh, yeah, great intro. Like it sets the tone very well. The starting off with the it's like an excerpt i guess from a therapy session and um mm. really it's just kind of discussing what we're going to hear from the rest of the album like i know the questions the therapist asks like where are you from any issues you're dealing with and then literally says okay let's go into your background where should we start then he comes in with his i guess his staple look and then talks literally instantly into like dave he's very real he's very honest he talks about what he's feeling all the time and mm. instantly on this, like literally the first verse of this track, it talks very deeply into the pain he's feeling and I guess touching on the whole concept of Psycho, uh, like saying he, he's wild, he doesn't, he can't be tamed, he doesn't want to be tamed at that. And then as the beat goes on, it kind of talks about the different uh, tones of the album, like he's flexing at some points he's being honest at others he's talking about his depression at some points it has a mix of everything so i think it is just a great introduction to the whole album mm, definitely johnny what do you think yeah pretty agree like um agree with Kaylin. he's it's pretty much he's not hiding anything <laughs> he's not um he's not like using metaphors very much to to explain it. he's just kind of telling you straight up what he thinks or what he feels um and probably a thing coming up through fame especially at the the age he is 
uh, like, I don't know, whenever we go through something, we usually have someone to ask, but whenever you're, whenever you get mainstream fame at like 18 years old, you can't really go and ask your mom or your dad being like, oh, what do I do? Because <laughs> they don't have a clue either. Um, uh, I don't know. I just found it enjoyable. It's very like hard hitting, especially for that age group where mental health is a huge thing now. Um, mm. It sets a, it sets a huge theme for the album, which obviously does continue through it throughout. Unlike the last week, um, <laughs> but Love you, I don't know. I, yeah, big joy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and as you said, Kaylin, like there is subtle flexes throughout the trial. Not even that subtle. Is like ninety nine problems, but money is not one. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Enjoy. He's just he's just very good at writing, and yeah. the theme is very clear put across so. yeah like yeah um, i agree with you guys like i think it sets a tone you know kind of sense of kind of like confusion personal reflection as you guys mentioned like um just different you know he's flexing he's being honest he's just giving us everything he's just throwing like you know like essentially like even though he's like you know the the like the the council's like tell me about what's going on. And he's just literally just throwing all this, like imagine you're like the counselor taking all this information. So it's, I think it's very overwhelming, but it's, it's, it's good. Like he's being honest on the opening track. And this is one of my favorite tracks. Um, like I like the line, um, he goes easy as the alphabet, three G's in the ring, oh call me God, Alvarez. <laughs> I was just like, shit, that is crazy. And then another flex is like, my currency is Kenyan. I'm, I'm in it for the long run. I like that. And then um, he goes blame, and then he kind of be he's, he's really more serious here. He's like blame blame my blame my environment. It made me a sickle, you know. Um, and then he goes, um, we 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 see swords that are large larger than a limo, which I thought was just like just his use of like his word, his, just his wordplay is very like descriptive, and it's not like like it doesn't go over your head in a way. It's kind of like oh, he just he just paints these mad pictures, and he does it in very kind of like simple, straightforward language, yeah. which is hard to do. Like, you know, sometimes it's like that fine line between cheesy and like, he just has that fine line with, with these lyrics. Um, Like, I, I also like the production in this. I like the way, like, I think a third of the way through, the, the beat kind of switches. Yeah. Switch is nice. Switches you know? twice, but the first one is such so yeah. like a little switch up. No, 100%. I like the line he goes, um, yeah, you, you can judge a nigger from the, from the woman that, that he curves. Um, and like just like you know, just little things like that, you know, like despite despite such a such a serious topic, he's able to even have a little bit of humor, and it kind of shows his personality as well. Um, really, really enjoyed that track. Um, the production, the lyrics, everything was just perfect. A perfect kind of introduction to what like to kind of like kind of a very intriguing start, you know. Yeah. Um, moving on to Stratum, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, start off with you, Johnny. This time, what do you think of Stratton? Um, again, it was just like really strong follow up to Psycho. Um, it was kind of like even the intros, like uh, teachers were given man tests, same time man was giving out testers. Not really a thing I experienced too much now, um, growing up in Letter <laughs> County, but it's uh, <laughs> we out it's here, Johnny, but we out here. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm in the I should I should look around a bit more. Um, Long lane, bro. <laughs> man, Paul hooked me up. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's I don't know. It's just really smart uh, to say like it's kind of especially he's saying like I grew up in Streatham, but at the time he was writing this, he probably was still 
growing up in Streatham, kind of. Mm. Um, and that kind of thing where he's like, you're getting hooked on drugs early while you're still in school is that kind of stereotype, but it's just painted, I don't know, really vividly. Mm. Um, and it's, even though, like, I wouldn't say Dave has, like, a musical voice or melodic voice, but it always, like, he, it, it's enjoyable to listen to at the same time. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of, that's the way I, I, I would say it. And uh, I don't know, the hook works really works really well in this but yeah sick man yeah um, very much the same i think what he said like his wordplay like he's obviously known for it but in this one it's very clear i think psycho was Mm. just setting the tone whereas this one he comes in straight away with a lot of wordplay uh like with him was a lot that like with certain songs like you hear them you like it you notice things but then you listen a year later and you're like okay that's what that that's what he meant with that part (laughs) You know, there's mm. things that you can look into. There's layers to a lot of his stuff. Um, mm. I think as well, like, uh, the instrumental he has for a lot of the tracks is very similar. Like, he uses piano instrumentals a lot. Like, I know you could probably criticize him for overusing it, but I do think it works well with him just because he has a lot to say and it makes it a lot easier to listen to it, the simplicity, like, of his instrumentals. Uh, mm. Yeah, the chorus in this one, it's very simple. Uh, it's catchy as well. It's really catchy. Some of my favorite like bars from this, like when he goes into his wordplay, he's kind of saying, um, like his little flexes. Trust me, everything's shake now, Saudi. <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, then he talks about. Um, I know he says something about his G. Uh, his young G draws an eight. Now he's cutting through bricks like the one one eight. Like that's a few meanings. Like uh, he's talking about how his. <clears throat> like he's talking about eight balls and a draw in regards to drugs and then he's saying in the next line the one one eight so one one being a draw and then the eight being an eight again but it's also the bus that goes through brixton and it's just like jesus there's so many layers to everything he's saying and that's just like such a subtle bar that you will just run over so you could be all day yeah, dissecting things with him um but yeah i really like this track i know it was released i think it was released as a single anyways with a video but it's, uh, yeah, it's really good yeah, man. To add to that, just bars, bars on bars. Here he goes. Um, this like some of these are like 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 that one. I didn't really understand, but I, thanks for that. Kind of give me a better understanding of what he meant in that. But some of them are just even simpler. Here he goes. Um, the Fe- like the feds got gone. My bro, restless. She, she she he he got a charge. No Tesla. Like that line, very <laughs> subtle, but it works. You know. Yeah. Um, like I like this one. Um, my my G being on a b- badness. Um way before they had a mustache like Stalin. Um just even like hearing that I'm just like wh- wh- like where'd you wh- like where'd you get this? And I, I, I like it's kind of it's just crazy. Like some of the references he, he gets are just really genius. And they're not like too abstract to the point you you, you never heard of Stalin. Like everyone has heard of Stalin yeah. in history and stuff. So there's they're all relatable. Like he like I like this um this other line is it's like two man in an angry Merc. Um that's a war with a German um um it goes um Winston Churchill. <laughs> um just things like that um really 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 enjoyed it honestly like just like kind of you know just de- de- depicting this picture of just growing up giving memories um about just just kind of going up in 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 this kind of harsh environment you could call it um and yeah like 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 as you mentioned the instrumentals are very similar even to this one from like for example this one and the last one very similar kind of like sinister by piano kind of eerie 
the drums aren't too like heavy they're just kind of subtle and they just suit the bounce of the, of the song and it's really really enjoyable hook is strong lyrics are strong like there's i can't really fault this this track at all yeah um yeah so another solid solid track um uh, move, moving on to track number three um black um what do you think of this johnny yeah the circuit is um it's very strong and i listened to it properly whenever the brits one came out i had listened to it whenever the um album originally dropped but it wasn't a track that i went back to as much mm. but then when i seen this brits performance i was like damn that's unreal <laughs> and uh, i think he added another verse on whenever he did yeah the brits he did like thing a as well. freestyle kind of at the end of it yeah i've um, never seen that it's really good it, it's a really good track and like obviously i can't relate to it but it's i don't know like again wordplay and and it's it's very hard hitting it's not he's not trying to be it's not trying to be surface talk where like anyone can listen to it or not anyone can listen to it. anyone can listen to it and be like um oh that's fine it's it's very hard hitting and it's done really well um mm-hmm. in the, in, in the song it's like one that always stands out to me it's like the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. A kid dies. The blacker the killer, the sweeter the news. <laughs> it's like my God. <laughs> um, but and then it follows up. It's like, and if he's white, give him a chance. He's ill and confused, which kind of goes to the overall theme again of the album, mental health. But it's like it only applies if you're white. <laughs> mm. So, um, and then it goes on again to say if if he's black, he's probably arms. But I don't know. It, it, like, obviously, I can't relate to it but I can definitely appreciate it. And um, a lot of the things he's saying, even if I haven't experienced uh, it personally, I've ex- I've either witnessed it or I've seen um, some sort of kind of examples from it, whether it be news, um, especially in like America with the, with the shootings or the cop shootings um, unlawfully, even ones recently in the last few weeks. Mm. Um or just kind of even the culture around it and some of the the negative stereotypes that sometimes do come true. Obviously, from the most part, not always, but I've seen both sides to it. So I don't know. I thought it was a really strong track. And I'm sure if someone does relate to it, they're going to like it even more. Mm-hmm. True, man. Yeah. Um, Caleb? Again, with the piano instrumental, I think what Johnny said was perfect. Like uh, the piano instrumental with this one, was probably even simpler uh but i think it was very important like his lyrically as i was saying like he uses a lot of wordplay but with this one i think you don't need to look into anything he's just making his message as clear as possible so for Mm. like it's a message for everyone to hear he doesn't want people to have to dissect it he's just showing his he wants his message to be clear to follow and he wants to get it across um Mm. he's not afraid at all to share his thoughts like it's a lot of points is brave like what he's saying can be seen as controversial but i think it's very honest and i think something like this if you're doing it it has to be from an honest place you can't make something like this up and you can kind of feel it if someone is but with this it just seems like everything he's saying he means and he's experienced Mm. it himself so it is really really touching um Mm. And then, yeah, what you were saying about the Brits as well, Alex, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's it's a really good performance. And the verse he adds on at the end, I know he touches on some more topics. He talks about, like, uh, Grenfell and Boris Johnson, which he calls him a racist. And uh, he <laughs> talks about the Windrush generation as well, which is 
That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's mad. There's a lot of stuff. He touches on so much that, like you were saying with the last song, you can't really fault. I think what he did with this, like, he couldn't have done it much better, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, um, like as you as you mentioned, Johnny, it's like, I think, I think the track in general is kind of like, you know, kind of like minority anthem, you know, whether it's like just, I think like this, this can like any, any, like I think anyone can relate, as you said, like to, to any aspect of this, you know, like, you know, any minority, I like, I just like some of the, some of the lines here, like, um, like, like, um, black is stepping up for your mo- mother when your father is gone. That line's really nice. He goes, um, black is growing up at the barbershop. Like everyone grew up at the barbershop, you know, like <laughs> that line. Um, um i like um one line here as well it's like like i think um work twice as hard as as the people um um know, know that you're better than and then he, he mentions after that like basically to level them so working twice as hard just to get to the same level as, as someone um and he and he just he kind of talks about poverty made made me a beast i'm about uh um a beast i battled a lot on on the street which is kind of interesting where there's this kind of like you know, with minorities, there there's more than just that. You know, there's, there's there's like that double struggle. You know, obviously with London being very like um South London being um very kind of um rough. Sorry, is it North London or South London? So, I'm kind of confused here. So yeah, South London being kind of rough. Um, kind of growing up in that like in that environment. You know, there's there's kind of having having to face the law and facing the streets. You know, similar to what he mentioned with Streatham, Streatham the first the 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 track before. Sorry, yeah, the track before where he kind of talks about like that kind of stuff about like um, teachers giving them tests and then and then man giving them like a man them giving them give them giving them testers as well. So it's kind of interesting. Like at this point, you know, he's kind of like in this you could say in this therapy session, giving just giving all this to, to this to this to this poor poor guy who's just like not poor guy because it's his job to kind of help him <laughs> out here to kind of understand. But it's just like a lot to take in. And uh, and it's it's interesting just how he's able to just put put these songs together, you know. Like this one is just a, it's kind of like just a minor, minority anthem, and it's really really powerful. And I think like it's one of those tracks that you know he'll it'll kind of go down in like the history books for him. One of probably one of the most impact one of the most impactful songs for people. So I think he did a great job. And even the production, it's not too crazy. And even like it, it, I think it has more drums going on in this one, which kind of fits the mood of it. But it's still very chill. But I think his lyrics. His lyrics, his his lyrics are, are, are like are what kind of puts him kind of, I, I don't know, kind of give him. Um, I don't know what, what I'm saying here, but basically, he's just he's just a really good rapper, and he's just very very articulate with what he's saying. And it's, it's, there's not too much wordplay, as you mentioned, Kaylin. It's kind of like very direct, and like you like you don't need to be an Einstein to be able to understand what he's saying. And it's just he's very very honest, and he's very direct, and he's just it's very punchy. So I think it works really really well. Um, so yeah. Um, moving on to the next track, Purple Heart. Um, what do you think of this, Kaylin? Um, I think like what you were saying up to this point for the, the therapist, it's a lot to take in. Um, he kind of touched on everything that we're gonna see throughout it, like mental health, uh, his environment where he grew up, his um, and then just his culture in general. I think with this one, he had mm. to touch on another topic, just a like a relationship or a, someone in his life, but. Uh, for me, it was it was probably one of the weaker songs on the album. I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, like it just in really, mm. it just in comparison to what I've heard so far, this was it probably had to be put here, just because it's more mm. like there's not much to take in. Um, mm. like I would think the the strongest part of it 
was his wordplay again, which he relied on for this because I wasn't too much of a fan of the beat. And um, yeah, it was just a weird style of music. And then his kind of his delivery was a bit different in this. He kind of dragged out a lot of his words and stuff. And uh, yeah, like I liked the excerpt again from the therapist at the end of the song. But besides that, I wouldn't really say there was too much I enjoyed in it. Mm, yeah, I'm uh, kind of agree with you as well. It's one of the tracks I don't <laughs> I don't really go back to very much or ever. <laughs> uh, it's not a bad song, but uh, it, it's just that, that kind of thing where you're saying he's dragging out his words. It kind of makes it boring to listen to. Yeah. Um, like lyrically, it's still strong. Uh, it's still a strong song, and like even uh, theme wise and what it's talking about, it probably does relate to a lot of people. But it just makes it more difficult to listen to, and he's dragging his words out, and it's still it's still under three minutes. So I don't know. It's kind of in question if it was necessary on the album at all. Yeah, I feel like he kind of mm. used it just for another team, like just touching yeah. on that team that he doesn't do in a lot of the other songs. Um, it's weird. It kind of I think mm. he just had fun with the wordplay, to be honest. Like yeah. a writing exercise kind of... almost, the star signs <laughs> and the like just astrology and stuff. I did think the star sign thing was kind of funny. Like saying, uh, you're, <laughs> you're a gem and I ain't even talking about the star sign. And then at the end, he says, Can you do it like the last time? She said, I can, sir. And I ain't talking about the star sign. So, <laughs> like the wordplay, obviously, it's more witty than some of the other songs, but it's, as Johnny said, it's a bit boring. Yeah, it doesn't like, really have a proper hook in a way in this track either. It kind of feels like freestyle. Fun, yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, like yeah, like I have here as well. Least favorite track, and I, and I just said one for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what I wrote here. Um, like it's kind of it has like a weird mood and very like kind of. I think in terms of his his kind of his performance, I think it fits for what he's like. He's what he's what he's like from it. Like it fits the vibe of the lyrics and like kind of like that kind of feeling to feeling towards a girl um kind of i don't know like that's the kind of vibe i got um even the lyrics like you're my superstar you um you, you my wish into a shooting star um um and it goes um i i go i go singing like a pop star um um mccartney she she interstellar like jupiter just like don't say that day <laughs> i think that's him referencing the the sample ah, okay because okay, the I sample see. is from the song superstar and he's saying yeah but is it by flattery featuring yeah. common isn't that track so I think yeah that's just him okay. doing that but yeah it is it's a bit i think <laughs> just seen as witty like that's i'm giving them benefit of the doubt ah, here okay. and i'm saying it's ah, cheesy okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he goes um one line is for, he's like nigger so gary coleman um i got yeah. them different strokes <laughs> okay, fair. But like, 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 I think that theme of like, like as you mentioned, superstar, like, uh, and then with like kind of the solar solar system references, things like that, kind of worked. But I think this track, I think possibly from I don't know from like a marketing standpoint, um, I think it, it's one of those songs. Like, I think with with this album, touching on this track, I think this would kind of like let's say you know this like you know like like I like when Dave is like just rapping, but I think showing a little bit a different side to him can appeal to other people yeah. like without kind of jeopardizing his integrity like i don't think he 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 destroyed his career from one like the track like this like i think it's all right but i, I would personally not go back to it but I, but i'm fine with that yeah like if there's only one track that I, or one or two tracks i don't like it's like oh that's, that's like like you're winning if you're if you're an art like you're winning if i like more than like more than a couple of your songs you're winning in my eyes so 
Yeah, um, no, I get what you mean. It's not like you can't not actually. see the appeal in it. Like you can clearly see the appeal. It's just a song. Like I just not into it. <laughs> Alex is built, putting his uh, opinion up there in a, on a pedestal. If I like two of your tracks, you're better than good. <laughs> Bard. Fox, man. That's, a, that's the bar. Alex sets the bar. Yeah, man. Uh, like I, I'm, it's just my opinion. No, don't, don't, no one take it to heart. Wow, but that's anyways, the, that's the EP title there. My opinion. <laughs> I'm stealing that. Um, <laughs> next, um, next one, location featuring our our boy Burner Boy. Um, Johnny, what do you think of this one? Yeah, it's a very good track. Um, this is kind of like that stereotypical summer tune, but mm. it's done done very well. Mm. Um, even uh, this. This I'm pretty. This did drop as a single. This is a video and offer as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just it's just enjoyable. I would say everyone who is anyway into hip hop knows this track. Even if you're not into hip hop, you probably know the track. Uh, mm. Burner Boy's hook works really well, and then Dave kind of goes on that Burner Boy flow as well. The way he's pronouncing words mm-hmm. and just that kind of thing, and he does it. He 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 does it really well. Um, and not to hit and burner, but he does it a lot more intelligently. <laughs> I don't want, like I don't want like I think both of them did really well, but like he he's taking that flow and then kind of putting a lot of kind of wordplay behind it and just a bit I don't more know, complex. Just, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's done really well. I don't know. I think like you enjoy the track. Ever this isn't this is one of those tracks that anyone can kind of listen to and enjoy. You wouldn't if someone was like, oh, I hate hip hop, and then you put this on and be like. Oh, that's actually all right. That kind of stuff there is okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Sick, man. Yeah. Um, as he said, just made a summer track. I think that's literally what his goal was here. He, I was watching a video actually of him and Burner Boy on Genius talking about it. And he was just saying mm. that they linked up kind of just the talk and then enjoyed each other's company. It was kind of like, hey, let's just make a track. And literally the first the hook of Burner Boy is just him after getting off the phone, I think, to his mate in prison or on probation, as he says, another five years. So that's why he was literally like, I'll just sing a hook on what's on my mind right now. And just said that. Oh, so they went with that for the hook. That's all they had, just him singing that. They've got on the piano. Um, so that's where the instrumental comes in. And then Pull up. Dave was as you were saying about the appeal, Alex in Purple Heart. Like maybe that was mm. his intention because he following with this track, he actually says in the video he wanted to write it from a girl's perspective for some of the bars. He wanted to directly oh, okay. appeal to a lot of girls for this, which was clever. I think it appeals to literally everybody though. It's such an easy mm. song to listen to. Like it wouldn't be one of my favorites on the album, but it's just so easy to listen to that I can't really hate it. As much mm. as I've heard it over the last year. <laughs> um yeah, his delivery in it, like he talked about, I think it's J5 that produces this. So he was kind of, yeah, he's unbelievable. He worked, I know, a lot with J Huss as well. Um, he kind of said that the fact there was J5 and Burner Boy on this track, he knew the amount of tension it was going to get. So he wanted his delivery <laughs> to be almost perfect. So I know you were saying how it comes across a bit more complex than Burner Boy. So that's probably why. He wanted to just kind of feed into that pressure and make sure this track banged. Um, but yeah, uh, I think again his wordplay was there. It was a lot more witty than a lot of some of the other tracks. It wasn't as serious, and he just kind of enjoyed it. That was another theme, I guess, in this story or his therapy. 
just talking about a vacation. Mm, I beat yeah, that. like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like this track is a banger, honestly. Like, um, I think it's it like sometimes it's hard to kind of get that balance. You you guys know, like you know, sometimes with kind of summary tracks, they're very like very cheesy or very like just like like as in like like it just has a good beat and then the the lyrics are either trash but the fact that they're able to still maintain like that kind of like artistry and, and lyrical content which is like i think it's it's very difficult to do and big ups to them like they did a really good job on this um really enjoyed this track like i like um I li- like i like this line right davies like bad ratio i leave the party um i was like that's facts 100 percent Alex showing his true colors here. <laughs> I'm just going out to hang with a few friends. Um, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> no, it's it's true though. It's true. Like 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 even though like I probably won't be able to leave leave the party. Like as in like because like it's like I paid for this. Like I paid twenty quid to get in here. I will have to stay here. You know, man's on a budget out here, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, anyways, like. I like the it's just some good lines. It's like um he goes like bear girl want to throw shade on things no shade, and then he goes the shade on your foundation like that like that like that was a nice kind of line That's there. Actually, a two sided like, bear. He was saying one. It's meant to be seen right. from two perspectives. From a man, it's a compliment, and from a girl, it's an insult. Ah, okay, I see, oh, I see. Just a little interesting fun fact there for you. Keep going. Nice man. Um, he goes money. Uh, money is like the alphabet. Um, like if you want to see peas, got a pass. I'm um, got a pass in the end, which I thought was nice. Um, and then like um, like like I wrote here, like um, Bernard, like Burner Boy's verse at the kind of the end was funny. He was like, um, I pull up, I see everybody watching, cause there's a diamond on my on my chain. And then he goes, um, it goes money, money moves, um, off white shoes. And I just said, no, 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 <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> You know, but um, honestly, like the track is just a fun track. Um, good vibe, and there's like there's some like no like um some lyrics, good lyrics in there, so can't complain. You know, solid, solid, solid track. Um, moving on to disaster featuring featuring our boy Jay Huss. Um, Caelan, what do you think of this one? Uh, yeah, such a good track. Um, I think with Jay Huss on it, Jay Huss and Dave on track, you're gonna expect big things, especially after Samantha. Um, mm. and this track is. For me, anyways, it's a banger. I thought the production, very simple beat, um, but it kind of suited the back and forth. That's kind of it's like a the verse is kind of like a back and forth between Dave and Jay Huss. Um, mm. the hook, like I don't really get what he's saying for a lot of it. <laughs> like obviously, it, it he's some parts are easy to understand, but then he's just kind of going on. I don't really know what it's fitting into, but it it's very catchy hook from Jay Huss, and I actually think he did well in the verse. Like when you're up with Dave and the back and forth, it might not go well. But I actually thought he came away a lot. Like Dave almost comes across soft in the in the verse compared to Jay Huss, but I I really enjoyed it. Um, like there's actually there's a bar in this that I completely misinterpreted when I first listened to it. I know he talks. <laughs> he says like, uh, "My boys put stars in the hood, like like I'm Strider, man." So obviously I know it's a tinty strider bar going off mm. his track, but when I first listened to it, I thought it was a Lord of the Rings bar. <laughs> Seriously, oh, honest to God, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs> he, he, <laughs> he's putting stars in the hood. 
first time you oh, see okay. Strider is in Lord of the Rings. He's in a hood. So I went off that. <laughs> and then later on, and I was like, okay, he's a Danish actor. So he's not much of a star. But then later on, <laughs> he goes getting brain from a Dane whose first name I can't pronounce. I can't pronounce the actor's first name, which is why I haven't said it. I think it's Vigo Mortensen. So look, look. <laughs> All I say could Man's, have a double meaning. It's double meaning for those true diehard there you go. fans. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> shout out to Tinchy Strider though. He's a legend, you know. <laughs> uh, shout out to that Danish actor. <laughs> um, Johnny, what do you think, man? <laughs> yeah, man, this track's sick. Um I didn't before this, like even before J Hus album, this is probably the first track I listened. I actually like really enjoyed J Hus. Um, obviously mm. I knew his big tracks, but this one I enjoyed quite a lot. Um and what you said in the hook, Kaylin's probably true enough, is it's it's a pretty long hook, like so um the only thing I can interpret it from it is just someone being fake. That is literally the only thing I can read for it, but that's only for like half of it. <laughs> then it just kind of goes off on a tangent. But um yeah, production on this track is sick. Those uh like two horns or whatever they are. In the backgrounds for the whole track is sick um and then as you said that back and forth between them works really well because i don't know sometimes you see in groups or in in um collabs where they try and do it and it just doesn't work it doesn't work at all but this way like it does it just looks like it's fluent so like they're going off each other one by one and you, you wouldn't even like obviously is um pre-written and pre-planned but you would think it was just someone doing it yeah. Their prime, mm. but yeah, man, class track. You, it's definitely one to go back for. No, yeah, I lo- love this track. Like just the the lyrics, even like 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 I think J Host holds his own, as you mentioned, Kill. Is like it's coming up to like coming up par 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 for par with Dave is is a difficult task, but he does his thing. Even on the hook, like he goes, I'm on a Rambo thing. Everything camouflaging, look looking like a bulletproof um vest. No, that's just a body warmer. I'm just like that is just a slick slick line. Mm-hmm. And then he goes again. He goes like um you, like you said, life ain't fair. I know I I know man who who lives life in fear, like you know things like that. And then he goes um I think I like this when he goes sit back and smoke a, um sit back and smoke a um a baseball bat. Um you think this is um um this is the life? Um I done some evil things um that I won't that I wouldn't take back. Kind of just talking about kind of you know his his like kind of harsh environment, living in that harsh environment, being in prison as well. And then like um like Dave does this thing like that that um that getting brain from a dame is a crazy line. It's just fun. it's funny as well. Um and then he's like um we're taking um we're, um we're talking to paper you, you no sorry um we're taking um your paper your your yak and your lady um fist fight that bitch bites like it's rabies I like that line as well. And then he goes um I've nothing for a fed um copper for your head. Um, that's the definition of a penny for that's your thoughts. That was really nice. Like <laughs> crazy, crazy. And just such and just like the way they're going back and forth, like Johnny, that you mentioned, just it's just so it's well done. It's very, very well. It's very hard to do. Like, and like, like I'd say they just done that they couldn't like, like, like they probably just done that in like an hour, and you're like, just they're just very talented. And the fact like both of them are killing it at this time is it's actually it's 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 cool seeing two two guys who are like 
like our age who are just killing it at like the top. They're like the top of the. You could say they're some of the like one of the top guys in the in the UK scene at the moment, and they're really just doing their thing. And it's really good to see that both of them are kind of you know sometimes with like sometimes with like big big artists, sometimes you know these like these rivals or whatever. But I, I like the way these kind of people are coming together, just especially the British scene. People seem to be coming together a lot, and it's really nice to see like artists like just trying to empower each other. And I think like that's how they're going to get to new heights. Um, but yeah, right. really enjoyed this track a lot. Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> don't chat man <laughs> um anyways um moving on to Screwface capital um johnny what did you think of this one um i really enjoyed this track um i don't know like i would say for most people they this would have been one of the tracks that people wouldn't have listened to as much um mm. simply why'd you say that because there's no hook <laughs> yeah fair um i really enjoyed it. i thought it was a really good build up is pretty much it is just kind of like a flex track for a lot of it a lot of his lines are subtle not not even so i keep saying that but they're not they're just flexing um intelligently <laughs> um and i don't know is it like it's a three minute track but i i or four minute track even and i always love that build up for the just the exact the very last line i think it just hits so well um mm. it's like no chick can't tell me about attitude. I got a girl from the screw face capital and then that instant switch up. I don't know. I, I, that's, I, I like, yeah, that's nice. I just listened for like the next minute, even though there's no, there's no real words. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty cool the way he, he goes back on his uh, song attitude as well, which was a sick track from the, um, love that song uh, from his last EP. Mm. Um, and there's just a few, there's just a few like funny flexes in this. It's like it's been 15 minutes since <laughs> being her fucked, and I'm saying, why are you still in the house for? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> um, oh man. I don't know, and it's it's kind of got like that sinister beat as well. Even the first the the first couple lines in the the track, it's like I made a link with the Russians, six figure discussions, dinners in public. Um, I don't know. It just works overall. Uh, I don't know what you thought, Caitlin. I really enjoyed it. No, I'm with you on that. Um, I don't know if it was as popular as some of the other tracks, but it's such a good track. Um, again, with the piano instrumental, very simple, and then it's just coming in with him for a verse. But following up on Disaster, I thought it worked really well. Um, yeah, for the most part, he's just talking about his friends, his ops, and then his, I guess, interactions with the ladies. Um, yeah, some funny bars in it, like... Uh, but I don't know what I'm making. Just now I put both the P's and up. At the same time, I put the pay in Pagan. <laughs> Man, one of beef, don't know what the stakes is. So just, again, the wordplay really witty, but he just does it so, so well. And just great delivery for a whole song. And then, yeah, the same again. I know it's a four-minute track, but it's only really like two and a half, three minutes of him actually going on for this verse. Like, the outro was dragged out a bit, but ending with that same bar that you said I got a girl from the screw face capital it worked really well mm. oh yeah this is the, um, this is a solid track well, like you guys mentioned like um, like just to add to that bar he, like uh, like after the what um what the stakes is he goes broad broad daylight do a nigga on the day shift <laughs> <laughs> huh. just like this guy was to you, you don't want to be messing with him like um then he goes um like out um outdoor um outdoors me and my niggers are outlaw um outlaws which is which is a good line as well i think and like um he he, he has a pokemon go reference which i thought was really slick as well kind of <laughs> describing like crime and stuff like that 
And it, like, I, like, I really like this line kind of, it's like so many days that I starve myself just to make sure that my family eats, you know, kind of mm-hmm. perspective, um, kind of talk about that. And it goes, um, like, um, I don't, I don't have a memory when, when dad was around, st- still a child when I turned man of the house, which I thought was just a really, just a hard hitting bar as well. Yeah. Kind of his honesty, his kind of, I don't know, he just has a way of saying stuff that really hits, you know, and it's it's like constant, con- and there's no filler lines, you know, like it's just constant bars, constant, like you're like, you, like, you're just kind of taken off guard a lot from a lot of these lines and they still hit even after because you're not really expecting it and it's just really, really good. Um, Love the beat, very simple. Um, Kind of similar motif, similar kind of, similar kind of um vibe to the rest to some of the other tracks just similar mood to the to the like with the piano and stuff um he kind of has a nice um like a nice like playful beats beat switch um if you guys remember so we were like kind of weird like random kind of beat switch at the very end i don't even know if you guys it's just a weird i don't know what you guys think of that it was very like playful i was just like this is yeah. very weird for this track but it worked it, it worked really well you know it worked really really well and i think um did this thing on the screwface capital and yeah, on, honestly, really good track. Um, yeah, like another solid, another solid track on the project. Uh, moving on to environment. Um, Caleb, what do you think of this one, bro? Uh, yeah, I thought this track was really good too. I thought he came in again with um, an excerpt from the therapist when he says, "What do you think people see when they look at you?" So that was really clever coming into this track. It's kind of, uh, it kind of gives an insight into. Like he's talked about his personal life, his upbringing, culture, mm. and stuff like that, and his mental health. But this one, he's kind of touching more on the fame and what people mm. think of him and what he actually is, and not just himself, but what other rappers are. So he comes in and his staple again. Look, that's kind of when you know he's going to say something real. <laughs> so he says, um, You see our gold chains and our flashy cars. I see a lack of self-worth and I see battle scars. He has to be with 20 man when he wears jewelry and you see it as gangster. I see it as insecurity. That's just the opening to the first verse. And it's, uh, yeah, well, I think it's only one verse in this, no chorus again, but it's kind of sets the tone for the whole verse. He's just talking about the um, music industry, public eye and kind of people's perception of, of how it's kind of misinterpreted a lot of the ways. And the insecurities of mm. a lot of rappers. I thought it was a very, very honest uh, verse, and because of it, I liked the this track a lot. Sick man, Johnny. Yeah, same. I I really enjoy this track, and even again that piano, um, pretty much like just saying a lot of insightful things over the piano beat. I really enjoy the piano beat in this track. I think it's really addictive. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, what he's saying is kind of funny as well. It's it's not funny, but it is <laughs> because like man's amused. <laughs> yeah, I'm amused because like you always see people doing the things that he's saying in this, and you like most people know right well that they're either just putting it all on for show, or they just hate yeah. themselves. <laughs> like there's there's no there's no in between. Like you see the people who are stacking chains, who are um. I, like in groups who are only going to speak up when they're in groups and then if they get told off they're going to do something that they don't want to do or something like this it's kind of like fake big man kind of thing it's 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 funny um flexing pretty much everyone does it you see on instagram every day you don't it's not always it's not only in hip-hop scene you see it with um lads and girls of all cultures and whatnot doing it in their own way shape or form but um it kind of goes back to that thing where like people are making stupid decisions um stupid choices just for peer pressure and not actually mm. doing what they want 
um and a big thing of that was like spending a lot of people always spend you always see people putting their their like asos buys on instagram the second they get it that's um, how like show everyone processor like 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 I was man man like you're lucky we're not we're not like we're not doing this in person man like man would have heard it man would have had a fist throw through there fancy that's a fake big man there we are cheer man that processor is now worth more than it is Alex is up up this value. That processor is gonna drop two tracks. <laughs> man, man, I'm gonna leave you without a chair, man. Stop, stop. Man's <laughs> gonna be standing like me. <laughs> Flo- Doing uh, these podcasts. <laughs> um and then he's like, uh, where is it? Um the line is like they say Cuban and a whip. <laughs> I see a house deposit. Um I like that line uh, as well. Yeah, that line always stands out, especially now where like I always see people obviously um our parents times is harder and um than ours now and obviously it's not the same for everyone but um i always see this where like people are always complaining about how broke they are even though you know they have a like an either an equal or better source of income than you do um have either equal or less bills than you do but yet they have less money because of their spending habits just to show off um kind of a lot of it goes into cars where people lease cars that they they can't afford but they want to do it just to be seen. And I'm just, I just think that's the most stupid thing you can do. <laughs> so that line stood out to me a lot because I, I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. Like, I think what, what you touched on there, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's like, cause I think he kind of describes that those insecurities that a lot of people are facing. I think even the way it's, he's talking about rappers, I think everyone can relate. Like, as you mentioned, there's plenty of people in our lives that, you know, be, you know, kind of, kind of all guilty of that in in a way, you know. But at the same time, it's like being aware of that is the first step, and then taking action from that is the next step. Even like, I think as well, it kind of highlights the, you know, like a lot of people kind of want to be famous or want this attention, but then don't realize of the pressure, and like the responsibility that like they have, you know, like for, like like this line here. Um, he goes um. He goes like, um, the moment that you ain't you ain't eight, the label are looking for replacements. We like that line, you know, kind of showing the highlights, kind of really showing the real, like, you know, he might feel under pressure with releasing an album, even though like he's getting all this attention, probably making a lot of money, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's he's he's in a privileged position, but at the same time, it comes with responsibilities. You know, a lot of people are looking up to him, and you know, things like that. So that's like that comes with a lot of responsibilities as well um like like line here was just very very kind of like very very it hit, it hit hard here's like um you see all the group these um the groupy girls and i'm the and, and think it's heaven like i see 25 minutes of empty sex <laughs> like this guy this is, is at it again and he's like um you see the club what's up alex when he leaves the party early <laughs> <laughs> Hello, man. <laughs> On a mission. Um, <laughs> Brady's things, yeah. <laughs> um, he goes. Um, you see the the club club popping. Um, when we do the shows, um, you don't see the studio. Um, he goes. Um, you don't see the studio. My life ain't a movie, bro. And that's just like you know an- another harsh reality of like these these guys are grafting. You know they're you know up up early doing like having to travel up and down all that kind of stuff so it's not really an easy life you know so it's kind of like th- that aspect as well it's like facade this this false facade this kind of um i don't know this kind of perception that people have of famous people plus then this kind of like 
trying to like strike like kind of striving to be famous or seeking attention and then not realizing there was a lot of responsibilities to that as well so it's kind of this weird like kind of weird like i don't know double kind of double kind of like um perspective you can look at it and it's really good the way he ties the two in together and and then i think that um the counselor then after that i think challenges him about like um basically like saying he not 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 that he should be grateful but like like how does he think about that i don't don't know what you thought about it the way the counselor came in talking about like how he should kind of like does like um should he be grateful for his life um and problems i think that's how that 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 ended i don't know what you guys thought about that i think the kind of saying like is it a good problem to have you know in that kind of way like Mm. it's like you're getting these problems because you're famous but you have that choice like becoming famous it's like are they not good problems to have it's kind of a small Mm. price to pay for a big like big reward Mm. and as well as that i think when he's saying do you ever just sit and wonder about the stories behind the people you meet day by day is kind of going into the next track as well Mm. Six six. So we'll move to Leslie. Um, um, Le- Leslie featuring is it Ruel? Ruelle? Ruel, I think. Really? Ruel. Okay. Um, think. Johnny, what did you? Th- okay, Johnny, what did you think of this? Um, yeah, it's a good track. It's a it's a it's a very long track. <laughs> um, was it like a quarter of the album? <laughs> probably is yeah Possibly. it was like 11 yeah, minutes or something 11 minutes so essentially a quarter or just 20 percent of the album and i i don't know whenever you have a track that long it makes it hard to go back that much mm. um it's well done like it is really well done it's really well story storytelling i honestly i'm not gonna lie i don't i haven't listened to it that many times um mm. because it is a story it's not a it, it's just like it is just a story. It's, it's not like you watch a movie and then immediately watch it right away after. Mm-hmm. If you if you've got the message the first time or if you've got part of the message, you're not going to go instantly watch it again because it'll be too. I don't want to say boring, but it, like you've you've done it recently, so you don't want to do it again. This is that kind of track. You go back to it every few months, maybe um, when you go into the album and you listen through, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a good track. It's kind of that abusive ex relationship and i know he's got that message at the end about like that shout out it is this is probably a call for like the domestic abuse kind of to end that um losing my words here but tend that thing where you're like sucking up to the right person or you're falling for the wrong person Mm. um sucking up to the wrong person is what i meant to say the first one as well but um I don't know. It's a very deep track. Again, thankfully, I cannot relate to this. <laughs> um, I don't. I do, I do not want to relate to this. Um, yeah, give you two mine. boys. I'll give you two boys nine months after quarantine ends. But <laughs> um, it is it's a long fair. track. It's got a good message. It's definitely set to a like a demographic or like a certain category of people who who will probably like unfortunately relate to it. Um, mm. But again, it doesn't really call out to me that much. And just because it is that long, it, I find it more difficult to go back to. Yeah. Cool, man. And Kaylin has like 10 Kaylins floating around at this stage. <laughs> There's no need. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, the track itself. Um, <laughs> Back to the topic. Yeah, stay on, stay on top. What do you think of Leslie, man? <laughs> yeah, um, 
I think a lot to take in, as Donnie said, I haven't listened to it too many times. You've kind of, once you get the story, that's that's it. Like, you're not going to go back for anything but the story, I think. Kind of his delivery in it is impressive, and it's very simple instrumental too, um, mm. to get that message across. I think, as you said, it is a message to, uh, well, not necessarily just girls, but abusive relationships. And um, I think it, it kind of might have went from, do you remember when he released How I Met Your, How I Met My Ex? That had a lot of mm. that had a lot of attention. Like I remember people were posting that a lot. So maybe it was kind of touching on okay, the storytelling side. I know he's done it before with other songs. He has a lot of long tracks in his projects, but I think it it is seen as a story, and it will appeal to um it will appeal to a lot of girls and stuff as well as being an important message. So I can see why it's here. I wouldn't say it's a bad track by any means it is impressive the feature was very strange the outro was it didn't mm. it was it wasn't like anything else in the whole album it was really weird I mean, it wasn't necessarily bad it was just very strange i thought so anyways i don't know what you thought alex yeah this like this um touching on the outro it was just it was a strange kind of weird because like I, like like i think it's just it was very very long to the point where like when the outro came you're like you know, it, like, is there more to bring here? You know, that kind of thing. Like, that's how a, I felt. Like an interlude. When I wasn't watching the tracks, you would almost think it's like an interlude of it just between tracks. It was really weird. Mm. Mm. But I'm um, not, for me, honestly, like, like this track is, it's a good track. I think it's, I think it's another, you know, the way he had, like, he had, like, black kind of talking up to minorities, like, a couple of tracks above this. And now we just, like, as you said, kind of showing, I think he has different sides to him. Like, even though, remember, Johnny, you mentioned that he's very, his voice is very, like, monotone, if that's where you describe it. But I don't know, I just think he's, he, he, he just gets away with being like that and, like, still delivering, like, 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 you just don't get bored of listening to him, if that makes sense, or get annoyed by listening to him. Um, yeah. Like, I really, really enjoyed the track. Um, I thought it was very... I think it was it's it's very very well written kind of the way he has the different characters Jason Hannah himself and Leslie and just like how he's kind of talking on their different perspectives and like just kind of the way he's tying it in like I like the way see see when he was talking about the phone I think the phone call or like the voice me, me, like a message he um I think Leslie had left for um left for Hannah before she went off like to see Jason at the very end like it's crazy the way he tied that back in whenever at the very end when I think when the police were looking around for it like just looking around to see if they can find anything and then they they pulled up the the phone and listened to the voicemail like I just like the way he tied like that was really cool the way he tied that that like that voicemail that phone whatever you want to call it the way he just tied that in with the just the way he tied that in with the story just li like little things like that little descriptive things like the shoes in the floor yeah um whenever she got into the house um just like even like the initial interaction and like just the way the relationship built as well and like just like depicting a, 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 a just a normal person you know a normal person like like as he mentioned like aunties um aunties sisters you know like parents of people who are going through this kind of thing it's just good the way he's kind of he tied it in with to everyone and despite just being for this particular like in this particular scenario and like like i don't know like whether leslie was like it was 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 either like obviously it's a representation for a lot, a lot of people but it would be like i don't know if like if she, she survived because i think in the end he mentioned like she he was she was in a she was in a coma i'm not sure if she's she survived i'm not sure but i don't know if you guys heard anything about that but that's what but like that's 
that's one question I would have from the story. I don't know if did Leslie survive the. I think she was in hospital after she got it. She got like she got like um was beaten up by the by their boyfriend. Like I don't know if she survived that incident at the end. I'm not sure. I don't know if you guys heard anything. But... I have no idea. To be mm, I have no idea. Ah, okay, okay. I think it's well, yeah, like I've... open for Hopefully she didn't ask about how much a processor costs. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I ain't about that life. Maybe you are. <laughs> oh, I'm um... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, um, so see the. I think it kind of ends the counseling session after this this track. From what I got. Um, it's like Dave, you've um basically he's like what I got from it, he's kind of at this point he's kind of more just self-aware. I think from even the last, even from like environment to let's say like I don't know, from like let's say Screwface Capital as far as now, I think from the vibe of what he was I, I like I just think he's just more mature in what he's saying, you know. Um like, I don't know what you guys thought about kind of the kind of the theme of the project. Do you think he's kind of I don't know, is he more I know what you described, but like, do you think he's he's changed in in any way from the sessions, or do you think it, like like that was where it, we we just don't know where he's at, or do you, like do you think the the theme from like the counseling sessions, do you think that has worked well throughout the project, and do you think at this point, you know, when, whenever he says, oh, um, you, I think you you've come a long way, this and that, like, what do you guys think of that aspect of the therapy sessions? Do you think it it tied in well with? this at this point or in the project in general yeah like i thought i thought it was smart obviously to use that that way just to kind of speak his mind like he's literally using mm. he's just using another body there to throw all of this information i kind of when he says he's made a massive amount of progress i don't know if i'd say we've seen a huge change because he comes into the this album speaking a lot of his mind he never really had an issue with that it wasn't like he was gradually opening up but I think it's more so just reflecting that he's talked about so much up to this point. Like he's oh, okay. kind of gone everything that he has gone on out on the table. That's what I got from it anyways. Mm. Pretty much kind of... Johnny, any, any thoughts, Johnny? Not really. It's kind of the same thing where what he said at the start wasn't necessarily like immature. So you can't really say mature during the album what he was saying. Um, but it could be a thing where like you see it in another album, but I, I would hardly think so. Just I don't think he would, would tie in unless he like has a kind of a reference to it maybe. But mm. um, I don't know. I, like I don't think he's that naive of a person in a way, so it'd be kind of hard to distinguish the a difference because most of the things he says are very like well thought out. Mm. Um, if, he was, if he was making really ridiculous claims at the start, then yeah, definitely. But no, he didn't. So no that's fair enough yeah like i I think for me it's kind of more of like just being more self-aware of his emotions i think he mentions that um just being more self-aware where he's at you know and it's actually it's normal to have problems or whatever and just like you know i think even the counselor says like it was a pleasure and all this kind of stuff and you know there's always room to there's like there's there's always room to grow there's always like there's always um like it's it's always important like it, it, like it's it's still important for him to continue going there you know it's like 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 that's the kind of thing I I got it's like interesting as well um but moving on to the second last track I can pull it up here um voices what did you guys think of this I start with you Caleb um yeah it was kind of a I guess more poppy sound to it I don't know if I was a big fan of it but um 
when I say, I guess in regards to this album, when I'm not a big fan of it, I definitely don't hate any of the tracks that I'm not a big fan of. It's just simply in comparison to the rest, I didn't enjoy as much. This one was kind mm. of that for me. It, like, as I said, I had more of a poppy sound to it. I liked what he kind of did, though. It's kind of a, a weird concept. He kind of personified all his emotions. Obviously, he says mm. he has voices in his head, but he refers to heartbreak as like a female. He's like, I know heartbreak well. I have her on speed dial. Then later on, he says, um, after saying I hear voices, he says, um, I don't know envy that nigga lives on the other side. So he's kind of just personifying all these different emotions that he feels, I guess, going on in his life. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that it came after the therapy could like, it could kind of refer to two things. He's still needs that therapy or else he's got to a point now that he can talk about it without there being a therapist there, which I think is what I got from it anyways. Sick, man. So, yeah, I, Johnny? For that reason, I liked it anyways. But... Yeah, um, I would probably agree with what you're saying. This kind of wasn't that like mad on the track. It was, like, it was good, but not my kind of... I would say it could have ended on the last track even. Um, or cut this one completely, but uh, as a thing after the therapy, it does it has that thing where he doesn't need to necessarily speak to someone professional about it. He could probably open up to someone close to him now um and it's kind of that thing where he's bringing a lot of the themes together even in the the mental health aspect and kind of like past relationships um that's what i got from the from the hook anyway just that or not from the hook but from the 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 song that like he knows he's kind of got these issues and he knows they're kind of all interlinked at, as, at the same time like not nothing stands is standalone or by itself they're all somewhat affecting each other so but he's kind mm. of just accepting that at this stage mm. yeah man I, I yeah i definitely agree with you with that acceptance i think um just, uh, yeah just accepting kind of the i think probably from the let's say you could say speculate from the from the counseling session he's kind of you know he's matured in understanding like more about who he is obviously accepting these different emotions and as you mentioned kind of them being interlinked um i think there's a couple of lines here from the hook is like um all my all my life i hear voices when i sleep i can't get them out um and then i, I just uh, and then it kind of kind of repeats that a couple of times and it's like, like i just had really like realization that's what i wrote there and then um and then it goes like all this pain must be the um uh, must be the pain um I think the pain for some reason it says that in verse one um for me like the track in terms of like the the kind of the meaning of the track or like the theme of the track I think it's it's good it's it, the theme is there but for me just like I think like Dave should just stick to like rapping rapping this like this type of style doesn't suit him for me personally um I just think. Like you had a weird vibe, the kind of dance hall vibe. Um, I wasn't a fan of the production as much. Um, I think even for the hook, he probably could have got like um a, a, someone else to sing the hook, and then done the verses, or you know, possibly as well. So yeah, like it's it's I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of this track from just a production standpoint and performance standpoint. But it's kind of it still relates to the theme, which is you know is, is something there. But uh, like I just don't like the track sonically. Um, but yeah. Moving on to the finale, um, drama. Um, Johnny, what did you think of this, man? Um, it's a good track. It, it's another long track. It's like seven minutes. 
um and it's kind of i don't know it's like a reflection almost on just on what he had just done mm-hmm. um even with the intro and outro of his brother like saying or speaking his mind being like uh, i'm proud of him and all that and, um it's different and again it's just it's just one long verse um but it's a good track it wraps up the album well it's one again that i probably wouldn't go back to that much just because it's not that melodic and it's not it's a more personal track almost um like i haven't released my own psychodrama (laughs) so uh it doesn't really like relate to me as much but it's just kind of reflection on on the past few years and then him getting this out but um i don't i don't really have that much to say because honestly i wouldn't really there was no lines that like when i heard it i was like damn that stuck out and i'm sure the track does have a lot of wordplay in it again since it's dave but it's just not a track that i I myself was that interested in just because it's not immediately relating to me or doesn't immediately relate to me or um it doesn't really have any of that like uh much replay value still not a bad track by any means but i don't i don't know what you boys thought yeah um it wouldn't be one of my favorites i did think it was a really good track though it was much stronger than the one before i think um using the intro and outro from his brother like a phone call kind of fit well with what he's talking about like i know you said he kind of reflected on the whole album but i think it's more reflected on his whole life and how it got got him to this album like he says mm. like he's referring to his childhood a lot for throughout is saying how it is again very real and very honest. He's saying that um, when he lost, I don't know about the exact line, but he says when he lost his brother, it felt like he lost a piece of his freedom. He had to become the man of the house at his age, like, and that there was no father there. But getting through all of this, it kind of, and getting through that struggle kind of made him who he is now and made him do this first, his first psychodrama and in turn this album. Um, and then the actual intro and outro from his brother, I did actually like, um, I know he makes reference in the outro to like Jacqueline Hyde. He says before how he remembers when he's like 10 or 9 and they were just freestyling and going bar for bar and he said he couldn't do anything. And then years later, it wouldn't even be that too long after that, he released Jacqueline Hyde, which has been insane. Um, a banger of a track again. And uh, it it was a nice way. I think it was more of a sentimental song for Dave himself. Um, it was very long, but it it was a nice ending to the album. I thought. Mm. Yeah, like I think um, as Johnny, I think you mentioned about the replay value. Like it's it doesn't really have as much replay value. I think it's kind of I think in terms of like an album, a project, it fits the the theme. You know, it's like you know when there's you know you have those albums that have a theme or whatever, and like. Some of the tracks are very thematic, and then other like in context of the project, it works really well. Um, it wouldn't attra- it was it wouldn't be a track like my like like as you mentioned for myself as well, like that I would listen go back to often. I think if I was listening to the album the whole way through, like as consciously listening to it, I'll definitely just I'd, I'd leave it on. I wouldn't skip it or anything like that. You know, um, it wouldn't be like a track you'd I'd put on my, my playlist, for example. But just kind of look, looking into it a little bit deeper, like I really like the kind of the heartfelt voice message from. I think Chris is his brother, who's actually in jail. I think when he's yeah, he's in jail, and um, just kind of he's talking about like his achievements and how 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 far he's come. He's like um, time it t- took for a man to recognize boy um, who who you were um, you who you you go on the send. I think kind of here, just kind of 
him him feeling like kind of you know there's nothing going for his family, there's nothing going for like their family at all, and actually seeing that you know Dave is doing doing bits out here and like he's kind of representing you know something that's bigger that, that that's bigger than himself is really cool. And like kind of some days lines, like reason with a criminal that needs to eat. Um, I mean, the survival of the fittest, or is he a, a killer? Kind of like just talking about how I don't know, just that environment where people like I don't know, they wanna. It's like they're trying to provide for their family, and they'll do anything to like about that. And it's like, is that is that actually a bad thing? But obviously, criminal activity isn't a good thing. But he's just asking that question. Um, it's just really good. Like I like the line where he, I think he mentions this in um, Screwface Capital. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. I think about getting like ninety nine marks in English. Yeah. And um, I think he mentions. I forgot what he mentioned in about. Like I think he mentioned. I, I forgot what he mentioned in Screwface, but he goes. Um, I didn't get. He goes. Um, I actually got ninety eight because I. Um, I don't know what the vacation is. Um, which is which was which was a nice line as well. Kind of coming coming back to kind of his more kind of funnier side, kind of his more wittier side of of his wordplay. Um, and he kind of says, um, I thank God for the pain because it, um, it made, it made me this, I think that's at the very end, which I really like that line. Um, he's kind of acknowledging that, you know, part of his growth is going to involve suffering, you know, and realizing that I think maybe that kind of, as you, I think you mentioned, you Kaelin, like kind of mentioned the kind of reflecting re- reflection, self-evaluation. I think he's come to kind of that acceptance that we saw in, um, voices. Yeah. And yeah, like just like the way he concluded the track with his bro again, I really like. I think this reference he mentions it's kind of like um, because like um, there's like a there's a book in the Bible, book of Samuel in the Bible, where I think there's Samuel and this other kind of guy, his name is Jesse. Jesse has many sons, and like one of the sons essentially becomes king, who's King David, coincidentally. And basically, at at that time, David was the um, like like David was basically the youngest son. Hence, like, Dave is the youngest son. Like, David eventually becomes king. And, like, he kind of relates that. I think he's he's reading that verse, like, at the very end there. And it's kind of just, it's just interesting the way he ties the book of Samuel and the Bible to Dave's story. And it's like, there's more to come. Like, like it's kind of the sense I got. It's like, Dave is just ready to, to, to just kill the game and just, you know, take that crown, essentially, is, is, what, is what his brother is implying. And it's like, I think it wraps the album really well. And it kind of, it's kind of like, it kind of leaves me in in, in this sense of like I'm 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 looking forward to hearing more from Dave, um. But yeah, like that's that's really it. Um, I think, yeah, that's really it. Last track. Um, before we get to reviews, do you guys have have any like thoughts about the album? Um, like what what do you think? Um, you can give an overall like what, what tracks did you like, and then we'll go around with reviews. I start with you, Johnny. Yeah, I um. I don't know. I really enjoyed the project, just the overall message with it, um, and tapping into that like uh, mental health side, especially in terms of fame, because a lot of the time it's not mentioned, um, mm. and especially in the rap scene where it's kind of uh, you see a lot of the time with uh, especially younger ones where it's just all about flexing, um, who's the best track at the time, and you see a lot of beef between people. Um, so I don't know. I enjoyed that. There was a lot of personal songs as well that I maybe wouldn't have, I wouldn't relate to, but at the same time they were still good and I still listened to them. Uh, mm. Replay value. There's a lot of tracks on this album that have replay value to me. I um, I'd probably go back to like over like seventy percent of the album um, to listen back to. It's just that there was a lot. It was those last three tracks because two of them are very long, and then one of them I wasn't a big fan of, and then Purple Heart probably the only ones I wouldn't go to. Uh, 
favorite tracks um environment's probably one of my favorite tracks uh on this project along with disaster um screwface capital but at the same time then i love the first three tracks so it's kind of hard to decide um but yeah i'd say i'd say that that, that block is six seven and eight um disaster screwface capital environment are probably ones i go back to the most Sick, um, but then i still listen to psycho and stratum and black a lot too so it's gonna <laughs> it defeats what i'm saying but yeah um good album <laughs> Sick, man. Caleb? yeah um it's very hard to like fault this album overall um start to finish it's very strong there's only a couple points that i think we see some of his weaknesses i think like i'd have to look for criticism because i can't think of much um maybe i personally like the instrumentals the simple piano because i like hearing him and i like his delivery and like, lyrically i just think he has a lot to dissect so it works i think with a lot of other artists that wouldn't work um so i don't mm. even know if that is a criticism or a compliment but anyways um like the team of it he stuck to very well while still showing off his uh like his strongest points for me to actually go and say which are my favorite songs it's probably like johnny it's very hard to because it just depends on when i'm listening but it'd be easier to say the ones i don't like it'd be purple heart um voices and i actually and leslie would probably be the three i wouldn't go back to listen to myself um mm. i wouldn't say i don't like them i think they are good songs but they just don't appeal to me in general so mm. yeah sick man um yeah like i'll just yeah like i think for me yeah just we'll, we'll just reverse that favorite track thing um voices uh, no, so yeah voices i wasn't a big fan of and um purple heart so those two like yeah those two were kind of my least favorite um in context of the album i wouldn't skip them but like if we're going back i wouldn't really go back to them and then like there is um like in regards to drama like drama is a good track and in context of the album i would listen to it and then that's yeah like i think all the other tracks are bangers um i really enjoyed them they're just really easy to listen to good lyrics um i think with dave though it's kind of like sometimes for me it's like like I, I love conscious rap a lot, and like whenever I don't listen to conscious rap, it's kind of like he's like he's he's definitely like this, this kind of like rap I like listening to and listen to rap a lot. I think I don't know. Like I think for him, it's hard to know like how we can like he just needs to just keep doing what he's doing. Maybe experiment more with different production, yeah. um, see a different side, just see like a flex, just a full flex album or something, or like a flex mixtape or something would be would, would be cool. But obviously, like there's no you know there's no point of him like the kind of like um like kind of i don't know compromising his um his values for like my entertainment or our entertainment if it's like oh we just want flex tracks but obviously if he's not if he needs to do what he wants to do in a way so i think just being himself is, is probably the best thing he needs to do but i like i just like it'll be just interesting to see how how can he how can he improve how can he continue pushing himself it's going to be interesting to see what he releases like uh, uh, like the next project or the next couple of singles what they're going to sound like it's going to be interesting i think he released one single in paper cuts i thought it was a banger I think they don't know what a drill track maybe this year. Yeah, that was, was kind of him experimenting again with different sound. Like he did it with Tiago Silva. Mm. Obviously, a lot of his stuff is British hip hop. It's not grime essentially, whereas Tiago Silva would be more grime. So he yeah, was saying yeah. here that like he needs to experiment a bit more. He kind of shows that he can. <laughs> but I'd be mm, the same. Mm, I would mm. like to see some different sounds in an album. Yeah, man. Same. Some like some like big fish kind of vibes, man. Exactly, you know. <laughs> um, and he should wait. sell it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But then we have like we'll be having a different conversation if he sells out, man. Man, he should sell out. Do it. I do it. <laughs> he do it. He's doing pretty well for not selling out, man. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know. Um. So I think he's he's in the right he's in the right pocket. But I'll I'll kick I'll kick off the reviews. I'm sort of the reviews the ratings. Um. I gave this album eight out of ten. Honestly, solid project. Um. Literally, only two tracks that I wouldn't go back to, and that's that's I think that's very good for like just a project you know it's hard to i don't know it's just hard to i think there's it's very hard to find a really good album that has such consistency i think he definitely achieved that so that's me um go to johnny yeah i'd agree with you um i'd give it an eight out of ten as well um like if maybe a couple of the longer tracks were cut i would probably go up the scales just because it is like in terms of actual listening percentage of the album is quite a lot um mm. but overall there's there's too many tracks on this album that have replay value to give it any lower than an eight so um and i go back to it quite often so it, yeah solid album um, yeah following up on that i'd have to give it an eight out of ten <laughs> i have it written down <laughs> man, 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 i was expecting like a six and a half <laughs> man turn, turn it in it's just lagging here yeah like it's just a good album there's nothing like the only faults I have are simply it's not doesn't have like when we go on with ego I might have given it slightly higher because it was experimenting a bit more you know it's a different sound we hadn't heard it before whereas this it's not necessarily anything different he just does it almost perfect like so mm. yeah yeah like one thing to add as well like he's only he's only twenty one yeah, like which insane. is crazy like eight out of ten and he's twenty one I'm not saying that's that's just that's unbelievable like. I've I've been listening to a lot of like just listening to a lot of hip hop a lot of stuff and like it's hard it's just hard to give eight out of ten in general you know there's some albums which they have just good chunks or good good lyrics here and there and it's just like ah there's only only like one track it's like come on you know yeah. but the fact that there's just a lot of tracks like Johnny you said seventy percent is a lot and that's like that show like that shows that he's he's doing something right you know even though our our opinions are just our opinions at the end of the day but you know what I mean. Man, you didn't hear the track I wrote when I was 10 years old and my mom said it was unreal, so I don't know what you're saying to me. <laughs> oh, man. We'll, we'll review that one next week then, John. <laughs> unbiased, man. Man, unbiased, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any, guys have anything else to say before we wrap up here? No. Uh, just excited for what you follow us up with. That's it. Sick. So, same as that. All right. Cool um all right thank you guys for listening to another episode um if you guys want to reach out to us and give us some suggestions on some like albums we can review um just hit us up on instagram um so i think it's the wrap-up podcast and um yeah um we'll see you guys next week um thanks for listening hit up alex's dms (laughs) (laughs) it's code All right. Uh, um, the 25. <laughs> Johnny, man. Mr. No Filter. Love it. <laughs> who, need, who needs a filter? 